You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us tonight. We are streaming Uh, As you know, we're trying to figure out the balance between the visual and the audio. We want to put out an audio podcast as well. So we're going to be going back and forth, doing our recording thing, telling stories, and then we will switch to interacting with chat a little more. So if you feel like you're not getting seen or read in chat, just hold on tight. It's because we're ignoring it. It's because we're (laughs) not. It's because we're trying to do a clean audio recording for the podcast as well. But uh, keep funny jokes coming. I've really enjoyed the chat aspect and having <laughs> chat interact with us live. Y'all are funny. Some of you, not all of you, but some of you are very funny. Uh, I'm back. It's been a couple weeks. It's about time, dude. Yeah. We had some health issues, which we'll get into. I know you guys <laughs> talked about it last episode, but I feel like there was some skating, skating over details <laughs> that we don't want to miss. Nobody cares about our health. So that's why we skated over that. But yeah, what up? How's everyone? Uh, DJ is going to be watching chat, so Sean and I won't be able to see you. So if you want to say something, type it out. If DJ deems it worthy, he'll tell us. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching chat. Uh, we're we're trying to. If all of us are watching chat and moderating, then the audio portion is f-ed up, and uh, people who just listen to us uh, think we have to be mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a juggling act here. So I'll I'll keep checking in. But shout out to a lot of there's. Man, Do we this have- feels like a lot of people. There's like 30-something people. Damn. But, uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. Cool. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, if we all reach out, this is how it would go. And anyway. <laughs> So-and-so said. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we're not doing it. All right, should we do an open or do we want to talk to chat for a while? Let's just chat with them. Anyone saying anything yeah. good? Looks like you guys are in different locations. No, we're in the same location. Bro, pull off your camera uh hopefully i don't f- this up but <laughs> we're right here yeah dj's just like right in front of us so i'm like pointing at dj right now yeah um checking in from washington state slum chum what's good what up howdy cholo cody hello the average observer welcome back never known tembo what's up is that nikki nikki That's is your yeah. tembo what's good uh Brittany's in the chat, our producer, Shout the out lovely, Let's the beautiful. Uh JRP, what's good? Hola. <laughs> uh Altern 808. Is this a Hawaii fool? No, the drums. What's good? Oh. <laughs> Bro, when Kanye came out with 808s and Heartbreaks and I was in high school, I was like, damn. He really shouted out our area code. <laughs> He's like Honolulu and heartbreaks. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha and heartbreaks. That's funny. You're a loser, bro. <laughs> that actually confused me for a really long time. I didn't understand the difference. But Yogi, what's good? Nick, what's happening? Yeah, everybody. 
Cool, man. Yo, Penucoco. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, St. Pete, Florida, Miami, Milwaukee. Oh, you really what? got nothing to do. Just flaming <laughs> chat. Uh, hello from the OC. Have you been to Milwaukee? Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Kidney, what's Sh- good? Is there another Pikachu. one? No, yeah, yeah, I have. Is it cool? What's up with Milwaukee? That I sounds do, like. They do cheese there. <laughs> Milwaukee's like where? Wisconsin. Or if you're there from there, it's Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. <laughs> Pittsburgh, what's up, Nuclear Abbey? Welcome back. Nuclear Abbey held it down uh, last Saturday when I was streaming. It was for one other person. Bro, I watched you the whole time. struggle through that. What do you mean? What is the Kremlin? <laughs> no, 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 not that what one. Is the I know what the Kremlin is now, bro. Dude, I was walking Lucy. I was out in the wilderness, and I just saw DJ struggling so hard to understand what a Kremlin was. It was like an hour and a half. It's a Kremlin. Like, it's the White House. The Russian White House. So is it like a building or like it was so funny <laughs> oh. okay cool all right should we do this let's go okay so real quick guys give us a follow if you're not following us already we're very close to hitting our goals for twitch so we can start like doing really fun things like polls uh emojis and chat things like that all we need to do now is dj needs to stream like four more times in the next <laughs> next couple before days. tuesday so <laughs> I'm going to be pumping out content. Uh, Thursday night, I'm, I think I'm going to stream. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Damn. Um, I think I'm going to stream on Saturday. And then maybe Monday if we're able to record on Monday. If not, we'll squeeze another one in. But I have to. we have to get in before Tuesday beca- uh, to become a Twitch Affiliate? affiliates. Yeah. Yep. Twitch affiliates. So uh, thank you for following us if, uh, if you have. If you haven't. Follow us on follow. Twitch. <laughs> Follow us on IG, the 3 a.m. pod, and head over to YouTube and give us a follow there. We're uploading way more regularly because we have an editor now, Brittany. So it makes it way easier yeah. for us to uplo- upload everything. So if you want to watch the video version of the podcast, you can head over there. Yeah. We're almost at a thousand. And once we hit a thousand on YouTube, then we can make monies from YouTube. <laughs> and that's what this make is like all about. <laughs> Just to reiterate, streams currently won't be made as VODs on Twitch, so we'll put them out on YouTube. That's subject to change, but for right now, you'll find these recordings on YouTube uh, around the same time that we release the regular episode, so cool. What's up, guys? It's the 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. And my name is Sean. Just a couple of friends. We tell spooky, scary stories. Fun stories, jokes, and whatever we want. Welcome. Dude. Uh, this podcast has morphed over the years, and it's crazy. <laughs> also, uh, Just in the beginning, not only have we leveled up our studio and how we do things, but just the, uh, the, the content. It's fun. It's way more uh, freeform, way loose, or has it always been that way? Uh. Dude, you remember that one episode we tried to all come with the same topic and oh. that was shit, dude? <laughs> dude, there's like 10 early episodes that never hit the platforms because they were terrible. And if you listen to our early episodes, they were already bad. So you can imagine how much worse those other ones were. <laughs> I've I, been listening to... Oh, I think go it got tighter, not looser. I think the process got tighter and like how we do things, but we opened up a little bit about what we talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been listening to... 
uh, Joe Rogan's new episode with Mr. Beast, <laughs> which is so funny. Uh, it's a change of pace from what he usually does, but Mr. Beast. Because uh, usually it's like alt-right, like misinformation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. So we're getting back to the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mr. Beast, uh, it's wild to see somebody make it uh, so far after so long. Like eleven, he was eleven years old when he started. Oh yeah. And at that time, YouTube was just a. It was it was the uh, not predecessor successor to stupid videos, e bombs world, albino uh, black sheep, albino (laughs) black sheep, and it was just a place to watch funny videos, and nobody dreamed of making a career of it. Yeah. So right now we're still in that stage. I feel like with the podcast, (laughs) where we make no money, we're still broke. Despite having like these these uh gains, but uh I feel like if we we gotta keep uh changing things up. That's what Mr. Beast was saying. He was like, uh after two years of like having a uh, a formula, like you fall off as a creator, any any creator. But if you keep uh trying new things, then uh you'll stay relevant. So we're hoping that Twitch is that new thing for this year. Totally. And years to come. So, and if you don't know, Mr. Beast is the biggest YouTuber in the world, right? You said he started at eleven and just uploaded. He's been going for like twelve years, and he's yeah. been like spending like fifteen hours a day, every single day. Mom pissed at him uh, for uh, you know this is all you do. Like you need to go touch grass. Um, and now he has. He I think he's like number five on YouTube for most subscribers. Crazy dude, that fool is so smart with uh, how he's marketed his channel and humble. Dude, yeah, very he's humble, a super well, chill. Guy. He comes from like ab- like absolute rags. Yeah, so it, it's crazy to watch him. He currently has like a hundred man team to run his entire production. He hires like professional voice actors to dub all of his videos, so you can search his channel, Mister Beast India, Mister Beast oh, Brazil, yeah. and watch the same videos but dubbed. And he gets uh voice actors that. People from those countries or who speak those languages are familiar with. Like famous people in Brazil, famous people in India. Yeah, exactly. So it was like the Spanish uh, dub for Spider-Man. They got him to dub his videos. So when people started watching his videos, they're like, wait, is that the the same voice actor as (laughs) Spider-Man? So they're about to open up like Mr. Beast Japan. And they got like one of the most famous anime uh, anime voice actors. So it's just crazy all the little things you can do to expand so it's been really slow for us like the the uh learning curve and just like the growth curve anyway dude this might be too much behind the scenes so we can cut it later if we want but like we and shout out who i want to shout out is mj my wife mal mj's girlfriend MJ's girlfriend. No, wait. Mal's DJ's girlfriend. And uh, nobody for me. Nobody for Sean. <laughs> because we, they have let us and support us, like, dedicate a shit ton of time to this. And when we were editing, it was like 80% of my week was spent on 3 a.m. So I had a full time job that I was like avoiding at all costs just to work on 3 a.m. And for a long time, it was like diminishing returns. Like we'd put all that time in and we were not getting a lot back. Very recently, we're starting to see quite a bit more interaction and like our viewership is going up across multiple platforms. So it's like, we're like at a tipping point right now where like we could prove everyone wrong. Do you know what I mean? Or like prove them right or prove ourselves right. Wow. 
by this thing actually taking off or doing something. But at the very beginning, we've probably already said this before, but we, we all three of us, actually all four of us, because Jordan was here in the beginning, we decided that if this podcast reaches one person that none of us know and they legitimately enjoy it and like listen to it and uh, come back again and again, then we win. Like that was our measure for success. And we hit that a long time ago. So everything further than that is just like icing Cherry, on the cake. Steve. Yeah, it's dope. Anyway, <laughs> I'm back. I've been gone for a minute. I appreciate you guys holding it down. Uh, Listen to the podcast last week and I was pissed off. <laughs> Because y'all are lying out here. Whoa. What are we lying about? <laughs> DJ, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, So DJ was like, hey, sorry we missed last week. Like, we had some health things. Anyway, next topic. And you moved <laughs> on. Like, I know you did it on a live, so some people in chat and some people heard that on, on our Twitch, but not everyone knows. And so it, those people who just listened to us, they got to know what's up. Dude, I want to share everything from my life. So, <laughs> but since you push me, but I'm gonna uh, <laughs> let's play a game. Oh, our fire went out. Whatever. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. It's a bad omen. To my best understanding, what happened to you? Okay, <laughs> okay. it's so, all true. Whatever Charles says. Like three weeks ago, we were up in a cabin in like northern Idaho, way remote. This place was so cabin when we got there. It didn't have a TV, and we were like, hell not. Nah. So we went and bought a TV from. Uh, what's that place called? Walmart. Walmart. Anyway, I Some had a small to, store. Yeah, I'm this glad small we franchise. Support local. Mom and pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't do that to a local person because we returned that TV like 48 hours after we bought it. Uh, allegedly, that wasn't a dream. Anyway, don't do that. Stay in school. So I leave early. Half of us leave early because we have to get back to work. DJ's supposed to get home by that night. And I text Sean and I was like, is DJ home? And Sean's like, no. And I was like, have you heard anything? I We're don't, supposed to record. I don't. Yeah, is he okay? Like, we haven't heard anything. And Sean's like, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> and then I start getting bits and pieces of info. The first one is, uh, I think it's like DJ or Mal. And they're like, hey, DJ's in the ER. Can't record. Everything's okay. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? And this is coming on the tail end of him being in the hospital for a week for the vid. So it's like, already, I'm scared for my boy. <laughs> so to my understanding what happened is they wake up on like monday morning and dj is just belly aching bro he's got a demon in he's his crying tongue. he's whining he's thrashing <laughs> i hear he's like peeing and pooping himself or throwing up or throwing up all over himself that's ultra oh <laughs> no uh dude i uh had a searing pain in my stomach and uh, it literally felt like somebody stabbed me with a knife and kept twisting it. And it hurt so damn bad. Uh, my girlfriend woke up and she, because I'm moaning at five in the morning. Uh, and uh, she's like, <laughs> uh, she's, like uh, she's like, just fart or something. <laughs> doesn't work. Farting doesn't work. Uh, I took a dump. That doesn't work. Uh, and it's like, I, I know it's not like a, a regular stomachache. I feel my organs like twisting and turning. At any point where you're like, am I a baby? Like, is this real? I was just embarrassed because uh, <laughs> the cabin is so open. And it's <laughs> all, and you guys moved it's to the old, open room too. We moved to the open room, but also like the walls are thin. So it gets to the, you know, in the hospital when they ask you, what's your pain from like on a scale of one to 10? Dude, I was pushing nine. Damn. Like, like actual nine or push, your nine? Pushing nine. 
<laughs> he was having a baby. I was pushing <laughs> nine, and it hurt so damn bad. I got to the point where I was like screaming <laughs> in the cabin, and it was like six o'clock in the morning. So I was like, people can hear me. Like everyone in the cabin can hear me. Usually no DJ's sure snoring at a nine, and now he's just screaming. So it's like <laughs> same, same. So, all right. So then they rush him. DJ's like, I, th- I think I can make it. And so they're driving home, and then DJ's like, stop the car. Take me to the hospital. So they go to the hospital. You can correct me at any time. You can jump in. No. <laughs> so they go to the hospital. They run them through all these tests. I believe they put them in a CAT scan, an MRI, all these teams. All of them. Yeah, yeah, They, yeah. like, make him drink drinks, and he thinks he pisses himself. <laughs> this is right, right? Keep going. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and the doctors basically come back, and they're like, uh... You have an an an, an, an impingement in your organ in your Death. intestines. You have a pinch, and usually you only get this pinch like if you've had surgery. Have you had any surgery on your on your intestines? None. DJ's like nah. <laughs> so for some reason, DJ's intestines are just like everything that's going in is not. And there's nowhere to go, so it's just coming out instantly. It's like when you kink a hose. Yeah. <laughs> So somehow your hose got kinked. Is that right? That yeah. Sounds right Don't dude. kink shame me tonight, bro. <laughs> That's all it's been tonight. Eat slugs, Malfoy. That's what the, the whole day was. Just everything that I uh, took in came out. So, <laughs> dude, why are you? Okay, so I've been. I don't know. I've been asked the question since starting three a.m. Do you guys feel like you've invited anything into your life? No. And I was like, No, no. I don't. No. But then I've been thinking about DJ's health for the past couple of years. <laughs> And I was like, maybe he's kind of taking the brunt of like all the curses that we might be invited. It's boiling over. <laughs> and it's on you, Holy dude. Shit. Dude, why is it all going to you though? That's the real question. Like you go from 30 years of never going to the ER to like in the last six Twice months you were yeah, living in the ER. <laughs> so I don't know. There might be something to this. That's true. That's true. So if you're out there and you're cursing us, stop it. Because DJ's bank account and insurance can't handle it. <laughs> But yeah, we're back. We're That's, back, back. I'm good now. I can eat solid food. Uh, I can drink. I can drink whatever I want. Wow, life! <laughs> I literally good. could not even drink water while I was uh, in the hospital because it would go in. It would hit. Come right back. And out. Come right back out. Uh, okay, so Loki. I'm gonna talk about something. We embarrassed you for a while. Let's embarrass me. If I eat, <laughs> if I eat chicken and rice. If I eat chicken and rice together, Mexican chicken and rice, Asian chicken, white chicken and rice, if I eat chicken and rice at all, I will choke and most likely throw up. Uh. There's this thing I eat. So I think my mouth is large. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, chill. Whoa, dude. I think I have a big mouth and I don't chew my food at all. Just inhaling it? When I eat, I eat like a German... Shepherd, no, like a golden retriever. Like I just like shovel and suck it down as fast as I can. Bro, that's what I do. So almost without a doubt, every time I eat, I'm going to choke. And it's not like I'm, there will be some people in chat. There will be some people listening to this who understand what I'm saying. Uh, and if you don't experience this, then go f*** yourself. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like a, I don't know. It's so weird. I will sit there and I will be able to go like this. I'm choking right now. And while that's happening, I can feel the food. It starts going down, hits some shit, and just, like, comes back around and then, like, goes up. And then it goes down a little. Oh. And it's 
pain, dude. It what hurts the so bad. Hell? I can help you get that food down, though. <laughs> chimney sweep my ass? Yeah. yeah. Uh, chimney sweep or like a mortar pestle, just mash it up. <laughs> but like constantly, I'll be in restaurants and I'll just get up and have to go to the bathroom. And my wife at this point knows what the hell's going on. We were at the Bird in Wyoming and I just uh, got up, walked hell. in the back, barfed everywhere in their back Whoa. parking lot and came back in and ate like 20 more, 20 more wings. <laughs> It's not bulimia. I don't have. <laughs> you got an eating disorder. I probably have bro. body dysmorphia, but that's not what this is. I'm actually <laughs> just choking. Uh, so I, I choke and everyone, I go like this. MJ will know what's going on because I get real quiet. I stop eating and I just stare down at my plate. And so she'll, <laughs> she'll look over and she'll be like, are you choking? And I'm like, I just shake my head. And without a doubt, if we're with someone, some noob who doesn't know what the hell's going on, they'll be like, oh, just drink some water. <laughs> Which, like, I've done before, and what happens is that entire fistful of water goes down, hits, expands my tubes. It fills the cracks and just, uh, like, cements it in. No, it immediately comes up, and I barf. <laughs> so it's like, they're like, just drink water. I'm like, no. no. that's why you're barfing is because it can't go down. Yes. And it, like, fills all the spaces that the food can. And then it goes straight back up. So it's like, up. your body's like, I need to get this out of my pot. <laughs> Stop putting things <laughs> in me. <laughs> Take oh. things out of me. Hmm. So, needs to say, I'm pretty adept at just like, <laughs> yo, uh, uh, chat says that you need to go to the uh, gastro doctor for real though. Okay, chat, chat is uh, chat is the chat new is web law, MD. Dude. Yeah, the Are new male doctors. <laughs> you guys just telling me that you have 24 hours to live. <laughs> what the f- you, right, you have cancer, <laughs> bro. Uh, this is uh, this is a story of every Polynesian. My cousins. <laughs> what are you calling me? Are you calling me something? <laughs> Charles is obsessed with trying to become a, a, a Polynesian. No, I'm not. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, my best friends slash cousins growing up, they lived down the street. Every poly. Four of them, all brothers. Uh, we would go to all-you-can-eat restaurants <laughs> and buffets and f- shit up, bro. <laughs> Just the Asian owners start crying. When, <laughs> yeah. when you're yeah, they start giving us in. time limits. Like yeah. they, they start the timer. No more. <laughs> and uh, bro, every time we would go to, okay, so there's a spot in Provo when we all moved up here. Uh, one of his brother, the oldest brother uh, lived in either Hawaii or New Jersey at the time, but he would come over same, and same. visit <laughs> once in a while. Same, same. Uh, and he would take us out to to lunch, and we'd go to an all-you-can-eat sushi joint. Ooh, is that one on University, dude? Yeah, White Ginger. <laughs> I hate that place now because of this. <laughs> but they uh, – dude, his family would, would force feed us, like force it down our throats. Well, you have Every to time, eat like, it all or you fin- pay I for mean, the extra. I, a lot of ethnic people are like the eth- ethnic parents and families are like, finish your food. Or or poor people. Like, finish your food. <laughs> uh because we're not wasting. Because we're not wasting food, uh, no leftovers. Or if you have leftovers, you're going to eat leftovers. You know, you're not going to cook more food if you have leftovers. Mm-hmm. So that's very ingrained in my DNA. But when we're all you can eat, we're like, we're going to get our fifteen dollars worth of sushi, and uh, which is cheap. And it's like you can eat a roll, and yeah, you've got your fifteen dollars any sushi <laughs> yeah. worth. Um, and uh, they would eat, 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 and then they would go to the bathroom and make themselves throw up oh, and then come back the out hell? and eat some more. And I'm like, oh, I'm not about this. <laughs> this can't be good, bro. And uh, my family got um, 
they had their week, the, my Tongan family had like a week long uh, family reunion. And one of the day, every day has an activity. Tongan's so extra, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Every day is an activity. Like we're going into the water park one day or lagoon and uh, the theme park and ride roller coasters. And the other day is like a talent show. And then one day we're going to Golden Corral. Hell yeah, that was, brother. Hey, bro. <laughs> that was like the whole day revolved around Golden Corral. <laughs> and, uh, plummet that dude, day. <laughs> dude, my uh, family got kicked out of Golden Corral. How, do, how does that conversation... Okay, so Tongans are big, right? Massive. So it's like, how does that conversation... Did they send just like the shift manager over to you guys and be like, all right. <laughs> You're legitimately some, running out of food. Deadass, some Nathan <gasps> from Utah. Just, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Twiddling his fingers. Uh, uh sir. <laughs> we can't... We, uh, uh, we, we don't have any more. <laughs> Usos and Usos. <laughs> My, my brothers and sisters, <laughs> brethren, we 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 have no more room in the inn. <laughs> please, please go. <laughs> so after depleting the supply of Golden Corral, we were kicked out. I wasn't there for that night. I'm sure I would have gotten my family uh, in check. You know, <laughs> guys, guys, come on, guys, we can't be doing this at the Golden Corral, Nathan. I'm t- I'm telling them. <laughs> What do you mean those people? Uh, I legitimately, what your cousins did at the sushi spot is, I think, textbook one of the seven deadly sins. I think that is legitimately gluttony. That's, that's why NATO won't let Polynesia into, yeah, into like, their, their group. Y'all, y'all can't even follow God's rules, let alone NATO's rules. Also, because like Polynesian ain't bring it. <laughs> anyway, oh. so I choke when I eat. Oh, is that it yeah uh somebody said moms don't care about expired food is that yeah, facts that's facts as a mother i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know like yeah. we had somebody said we had cheese that expired in september and, and made us still eat it or my mom still ate it i definitely ate my fair share of expired food well that's up. also because moms are indestructible because they they'd be uh, washing their dishes with like actual boiling water oh my God, <laughs> like, put dude. water on the stove to boil and then they wash dishes with that and just put their hands in bare i've seen videos of like like when i fry something and it's like someone with like a big ass tongue and it's like when my mom fries and he just like walks up and like dips his hand in the oil and starts like flipping it it's like yeah dude moms are indestructible plus they get all them germs from babies and stuff oh yeah yeah <laughs> bro i'm such a big bitch when it comes to frying shit <laughs> how's so? like bacon or if it's too hot i'm like coming in with like full regalia <laughs> yeah. like squat, couch shield, cushion. Squat, squat shield with a plate and i'm trying to like, <laughs> trying to flip bacon or spam dude big life hack cook bacon in the oven that shit is oh, easy dog damn. don't grill it like an caveman <laughs> it never it never feels the same it does mouth feels, it feels different, the exact dude. same <laughs> no it's different no why how bro Trust the mouthfeel. I know why it doesn't feel the same because you don't have third degree burns all over your <laughs> arms. So it's like, if I cook it on the stove, it feels like I earned it. <laughs> in, the, in the oven, you didn't earn that shit. Uh, people are still upset. Uh, somebody said air fry bacon. Holy moly. That'd probably be good, dude. I, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to hold off. I still my, feel like my air fryer opinion. <laughs> I need to develop that a little bit more. Whoa, before are you hating on my air fryer? Oh, shut dude? the hell up. <laughs> I still feel like if you cook it in the oven on some tinfoil, cleanup is way easier. And that's 90% of the reason why I'm saying cook it in the oven. Because you avoid burns, and then you just roll up that tinfoil and throw it away. You know what I mean? I put tinfoil in my air fryer every time anyways. For some reason, I kind of thought it was 
uh, microwave rules and you can't just put be putting metal in there. <laughs> so that kind of makes <laughs> that's dude, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I was the first time when I didn't, I was like, damn, this is hard to clean up. That's and what I was I'm like, saying. okay, tinfoil every time. Oh my gosh. 3 a.m. where that's you so learn funny. how to cook bacon. <laughs> when I was like 10 years old, after school would finish, I'd go to my friend's house, Christina. Uh, and Christina. she lived right across the street from school. We'd run over to her house and she, one day she was like, did you know you can microwave chips? And I was like, oh really? <laughs> Let's try this. So she eats all the chips and I'm like, what are we saving these? And she's like, no, the chip bag. Oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, wild, she puts the fun size, uh, like Doritos inside the microwave she's like you can only do it for eight seconds anymore is too much how did she do this she's a scientist she went on for eight seconds and the entirety of that eight seconds was a firecracker in the microwave <laughs> she popped it open and in the smoke is a mini bag of chips you know like mini brands no, nowadays you're lying no i'm dead ass and then we did it like five more times can you promise for every single God? brand of chips we had onions <laughs> We had uh, nacho cheese. It we just had, comes out tiny. Like a tiny, dude. What Does it the look the same? Uh, it's a little uh, burnt. <laughs> <laughs> not the exact same, but uh, yeah. Okay. We'll try that live. Do not do this. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, if you can if hear you my do, voice. Do it no, in someone else's microwave. Do not. Do not do this. <laughs> That's crazy. How did she learn that? I have no idea. I just think about the disclaimer, like, uh, handled by professionals. It's like, <laughs> what professional is bathing with a toaster, you know? <laughs> like, when they put a disclaimer on for, like, like we must find out how. <laughs> who is the professional oh, Nathan, come toaster over here. bather? I'll sign up. That, that sounds like something that's passed around on the kid network. You know when you were a kid in school and you would just learn things and they would spread across country? Yeah. Well, well, sorry, Sean. Yeah, dude, I heard. <laughs> Sean was homeschooled, if you're new. <laughs> I was across country, dude. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Like, there were so many things you hear as a kid that were just, like, universally known as kids. There was no internet. How did that shit spread like that? That is so wild. Like, the S. That's probably the most famous thing we all know. Like, the S where you draw three super lines. S, yeah. And you draw other three lines. It's, like, so crazy. Does that still happen, or is it all just social media? It's all social media. So now. then it's just no, hyper. It still happens. You reckon? For sure. I don't know, dude. I feel like it's Lost all Janelle. social media. <laughs> Our home in Janelle. Yeah. Uh, anything from chat? No, they're just wanting a tutorial of the chips. <laughs> <laughs> show us. Show us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe next time. People talk about uh, Tristan Stevens. What's good? Oh, is he uh, here? Says same, yeah, same with my grandma. I used to say that I didn't have mung hens because my aunt would joke that if I had mung hens, I could take a nickel out of a pot of boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> That's just oppression hands. Be a man. <laughs> Damn. Dude, Tristan on the real. We need to like hang out again. You need to come back for an episode. Tristan is from the mung episodes where he came on and gave us one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> And then we, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but we had dinner with Tristan's family and it was the best. They are the coolest people ever. It was like, I felt the spirit for the first time in years. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, people are still mad about our sandwich bracket. <laughs> That's like the most controversial thing we have done. That's true, actually. We've gotten more DMs, more comments about how wrong we were 
how is the chicken sandwich not the number one? I think it was like more specifics because I shit on a lot of random things. That you probably didn't know anything about. Probably. Like the Kentucky whatever, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, one of our friends, she has very strong opinions about um cucumber sandwiches. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't she's know like, about they're that, They're delicious. Dog. <laughs> I was like, Why don't you just eat a damn cucumber, bro? Also, it, I've been told it's bun me, not bon me. Oh, shit. I've been saying so that So sorry, my Viets. It's bun me, y'all. We had a handful of uh, people commenting and DMing, too about how they felt very uncultured <laughs> not knowing the- all these sandwiches. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, we have a pretty eclectic like friend group and a lot of our friend group is Asian. And not only are they Asian, but like their parents are like fresh off the boat Asian, so we're like close to a lot of those. And DJs from Hawaii, so like That's fresh off the boat too. Yeah, dude. that's fresh <laughs> off the boat too. But like a lot of like raw ass Asian culture is in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like it's not panda, it's like Dude, yeah. The you know, real- you know how uh, when you shop for your closet, like you you try to fill spaces. Whether it's like I'm gonna buy uh, colors I don't have, or buy pieces that I need more of. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I feel like our friend group needs a, a like a Middle Easterner. <laughs> <laughs> we need a black need somebody person. Black. And I'm trying to cover like all uh, Asians. I want a Korean dude. I want to catch them all. You want to? We have Northern them all. Asians. I know, but like we don't have a Korean. We have Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, Vietnamese, Thai. Do we need a Korean? Chinese, bro. Koreans and Chinese are not the same. But like specifically North Korea. Plus everyone hates China. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you guys are going to have to start being friends with people because. Oh, so if you're any one of those, if you're African-American, if you're Middle Eastern or Korean, hit up Sean. He's single. Because <laughs> oh! we're trying to collect you, bro. Slash like, my knob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a question. Unless you guys have anything else or if chat has anything. No, we're chilling. Dang, chat, step it up. Everyone's just talking about how Asian they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all of you are. And one comment that says, tuna melt had me heated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, okay. Casey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lindsay and Casey, Casey. Casey, the homie Casey. I think he said he got like physically ill when we started talking about tuna melt. He was pissed because I was defending it. Oh, I, and it was what? up against like a, I think it was a croque monsieur. Are we about to start this again? Because I am, <laughs> I'm getting pissed off. I've had a delicious tuna melt. I've never had a delicious croque monsieur. <laughs> Some French bullshit that doesn't be allowed to be on. Okay, I can't even speak. I need more caffeine. <laughs> I'm getting be so allowed. angry I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> But y'all we'll, are wrong. We'll, we'll do more brackets. Story. We'll do more brackets on stream. Uh, if you go to bracketfights.com, tell us which ones you want to see most. Uh, they got a plethora, a, a grundle, plethora. a kerfuffle of, of brackets ranging from foods, different types of foods, to celebrities, to dinosaurs. Yep. To, so if you to find clash, good brackets, clash of in. clans, uh, to <laughs> movies, there's a horror genre as well. Memes, Pokemon. Okay, plans for. Okay, we're not reading the entire. (laughs) There's a lot, bro. I was just thinking about wrestling today. So, let us know which one you want to do. You're just thinking about wrestling, (laughs) dude. I was thinking about uh, uh, I was thinking about Kane and the Undertaker and how good of a (laughs) 
of a of a rivalry they had in the 90s, dude. Dude, was they, WWE as big as it uh, was for you guys as it was for us? I don't think so because Paulies are crazy. Paulies love fighting, dude. Yeah. UFC is such a big thing. I remember when I moved up here and I was like, bro, wanna, uh, like, are we going to watch a fight this weekend? Everyone's like, what? Fight? Yeah. Who's fighting? <laughs> who's fighting? <laughs> Mom and dad? Yeah. Do Every day. Break it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Y'all are squares out here in Utah, bro. <sighs> uh, when I lived in Australia, I watched small Polynesian children full clip punch each other in the face. <laughs> and I was seeing the hits and I was like, I would be f***ed up if that Like, I would be on the ground. And these kids were just like, bah! like, dude. Didn't phase him at all. Yeah. We used to go to church and fight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Run away from Sunday school and set, bring out the whiteboard and hide uh, behind the stage. Yeah. Uh, or on the stage behind the curtains and bring out the the whiteboard and like make brackets. It was full of on who would fight church who. fight club. You guys would say your prayers and then say your prayers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Amen. the laying on of hands right yeah. there. <laughs> That's a deep Mormon reference. <laughs> um, even when I went to Tonga, it was cross Polynesia. Uh, went to Tonga and they would like have us uh, recite scriptures. We we're visiting. I'm like, what's this scripture? And we say, and if we got one word wrong, the entire class got to n- knock you on your head, <laughs> on the back of your head, and then you had to start all over. <laughs> yeah. So CTE is a real issue in Tonga. <laughs> it's like everyone's angry. Because <laughs> Polynesians often talk about this. When they get pissed, when they get real mad, I've had like six different Polynesians say this to me. When I get mad, everything goes black. <laughs> everything go red. And I just kill. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, that might be like the way you talk like us, dude. I hate you so much. Make us sound savage. Like a, okay, like, like a Geico commercial. So accurate. So easy a Tongan can do it. Yeah. <laughs> easy a Samoan can do it. Uh, tell me that's not how uh, fresh off the boat Polly sound, though. Somebody said church tournament and see who sees God first. <laughs> yeah, you want to meet your maker? Uh, hilarious i have a question for you guys go go okay this was brought up on a stream that i watch of a very popular twitch streamer his name's pay money wubby uh i've been a big fan for years i think all of us have uh someone asked this question and like the next three hours we're just discussing this oh shit. i don't think we don't have to do that because that's a little excessive but i just want to put it out there okay okay so i need you to 100 percent commit to this you two <laughs> would you rather Every time you get into a vehicle, every time, a chicken spawns and you have to kill it. (laughs) Or once a year, you have to fight and kill a chimpanzee. But you get the sword of your choice. Oh, shit. And there are rules. Some of the rules are you cannot leave the car if the chicken's dead. You have to kill it with your hands. Or if the chicken's not dead. If you leave the car and the chicken's not dead, you die instantly. Wait, wait, you so you, you can't use your hands? You have to use your hands. Well, you, you have to use your you hands. You can't use like You're a hammer. You're in the car? Yes. And the chicken's in the car? Yes. Sean picks car. Real quick. Sean, I pick car? Yeah, Sean picks car. You, Why do I pick car? Because quick, he has experience quick. gripping cocks. Uh, <laughs> you wanted to get that off so bad. You dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. Uh, but for real, or some of the rules, you don't get to keep the meat from the chicken. Damn it. At all. What about the chimpanzee? The chimpanzee. That was my fat ass. That was the first thing. <laughs> I, that's why I, had to, I was like, bro, dinner every day. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? About about the nugget, nugget, dude? <laughs> what 
What the nuggets? Uh, With the chimpanzee, you were instantly teleported, just the two of you, to a field, an open field. So it's like a football-sized field. So it doesn't... And both animals know that you're trying to kill them, but they have the intelligence of what they are. Okay. I feel like you would be way more exhausted with the chicken every single time you got into a car. Like, how many times you get in your car today? To go to work? To leave work? To go home? To come over here from home? You'd have killed three or four chickens today. You're going to have to kill another one right after we record. I chimp. Chimp, uh, it's an easy answer. For it's me. once a year. Are all of us chimps? Because I get it's to. In the cause, field. Because I get to keep the chimp meat. No. You after see, you kill the chimp, you were transported back here. Damn. I thought it was just a chicken meat. But also, keep, they keep. don't have trees to use a, like to their advantage because it's in an open field. And have you, you have a sword. Have, okay, now I'm going to argue against you now. Have you seen how scary strong chimps are? Yes, yes, yes. They can tear off people's limbs. Yes. I know that. Bro, That's you terrifying. have the sword but of your sword. choice. You, okay, and you can't have a lightsaber. I was going to say we could have a lightsaber. <laughs> or, or an energy sword from Halo. It has to be like a, a real ass sword. <laughs> okay, yeah. I still take that. I take a sword. Okay. So with the chimp, you have 364 days to train. Yeah. Before the next time the chimp comes. So it's like, you better be hitting the gym. You better be like swinging weighted staffs. Oh, yeah. Because if you get good enough, you could probably do it in one sweep, one strike. Bro, I could do that in one swipe right now, dog. Dang, I thought this was going to be way more controversial, but we're all on the same page. It was so heated, people were arguing chicken. Why? It's just a nuisance, to be honest. Yeah. Chicken. Every time time we get in a car, your car's going to be messy all the time. It'll just smell like cock all the time. (laughs) Also, like, think about trying to ride somewhere with people. Yeah. If you have a crew of people. I would be like, Sean, you need to take another car. (laughs) I'd be like, give me a minute. And then y'all can come in. Yeah. (laughs) You just come in, you're all scratched up and shit. Like, how, okay, wait, have you killed a chicken with your hand? No. Have you? Uh, No, I haven't. Okay, have either of you seen, how hard is it? Let's be honest. Like, once you have it, it's not hard. Not hard at all. But the trouble would be. What, trying to get it, it. cuz mm. have you seen like cockfighting bro no those things talons are like this freaking big 2 inches they just rip each other apart bro so that's the hard part is like grabbing its neck if if it's in a confined quarters like of your it'll car be, too dude i it's don't think it'll be hard up. to grab i think the second you shut the door it's just in your car in a in a right. confined space i feel like it would be pretty easy to grab if you're concentrating on it mm. just take it you just finished boning down 1 a.m. You're getting in your car to go home. You're tired as f- I do not relate to this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's And coming. there's a chicken that just it's pops a, up in It's not a car. surprise. I, honestly, I'd walk home. And I'm kind of a big person. I'm not going to just be a- <laughs> reaching for it. The last point on that is someone brought up the point. There will come a time where you reach like 70. And you. I know. <laughs> I talked about, Come on I, that battlefield I about old age and the chimp is sprinting at you and you just kneel because you know, you can't take it this time. Growing old or is overrated kneel, anyway. <gasps> fake it. Stab it, dude. There it is. There it is. Uh, a lot of people say chicken in chat. Okay. Ex- what? That doesn't just make because, sense. Just because of the ease. Dude, it's so inconvenient. Chicken is a nuisance, but chimp is terrifying. Chickens are so easy to kill. Bro, I really don't think a lot of keep those a, people have seen cockfights. <laughs> Somebody said keep a net in your car. Do we allow that? Yeah. It's not against the rules. Does the chimp have a weapon too? If the chimp 
No, it doesn't. It's just running at you full clip. But like, think about it. If you miss, because chimps' reaction time is probably pretty damn good. They like, don't. They don't learn every year, huh? It's a new chimp. The only it only learns from the genetic imprinting from its ancestors. <laughs> so, so it it's just gonna knows, take a thousand years. So. Yeah, it just knows that you're a threat so and nothing. it has to kill you. Uh, yeah, dude, sword. If you've played baseball, I feel like it'd be fairly easy to take down a chimp with a sword. Yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, just know, like, <laughs> oh, I have to dodge this. I don't know if you swing at an animal and it will instinctually jump away. Like I play keep away with my dog Lucy, and it's. Hard, bro. If it's running, if Lucy's running right at you, though. True. Never mind. It's not full clip, dude. Yeah, (laughs) it's running to its death. Hmm. Can I I have two swords? Only if they're short. Two two machetes? Yes. I'll allow it. Ooh, okay. You get like one of the swords that pull apart? That's uh, too easy. I need something more challenging. Close case. (laughs) Yeah, dude. The chicken would be just a hassle every single time you get in a car. So we're it, team chimp. It's harder than it sounds. If you're team chicken and chat, get out get out of our chat. <laughs> somebody said you're uh, coward. Somebody said uh, these boys about to be taken out year one. <laughs> Dude, I'm confident. No, I we have easily. Yeah, we have a death, year to prepare. Death is on the line with the chimp. 100%. Yeah. Death is on chickens? No. no. Yeah, no. It's a 0.001% chance. <laughs> yeah. That True. Year. Yeah. I prefer the challenge. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. <laughs> they also I heard talk- that at AlphaCon, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. One day we'll talk about all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it is not this day. All right. Moving on. Thank you. you uh, that was our chicken versus chimp chat. Thank you. Thank you for weighing in. Um, let's skip, skip to Bouvet Island. Bouvet Island, actually. What the hell is that? So I watched a video the other day. That was talking about if you were dropped anywhere in the world and you had to survive, what would be the absolute hardest place? What do you think? Probably Bouvet Island. <laughs> Papua New Guinea. Oh, dude. Uh, south side Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> south, south side Chicago, maybe. Some... You got some options. Okay, wait. What about the Gobi Desert? It's That's true. You have North Korea on one side, China on the other side, and desert under your feet. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about Bouvet Island. It is the farthest island away from any landmass, and it is basically ice. If you drop, get dropped there, you have nothing for food. You have nothing to build a boat to get off of this island. It's out in the middle of the ocean, farther away from any other landmass. Can you pull up some photos for us? Yep, I'm already on it. Thanks, Jamie. And... Even if you did have, say, something wash up on the shore that you could create a raft with, uh-huh. it would take you three full weeks of paddling nonstop to get to the closest place, which would be the Horn of Africa. Are there cliffs? There are cliffs. So it's, you could just jump off that and end it and all. Just end it all. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're not surviving. So it's out in the middle of nowhere. So the closest thing is the bottom of uh, Africa. Actually, I think technically Go Island is closer, but it's a tiny island that you could so easily that's not pass. Helping. Yeah, yeah. And the person on the YouTube video is arguing that this would be the hardest place to survive if you just got dropped anywhere in the world. Can you get a picture of what the island looks like, just so I could see, like, yep. visualize surviving? Did you ever watch that show, Dude, You're Screwed? No. Where it's like. <laughs> It's like four friends. One's like Green Beret. One's oh, like yes. A, yeah, dude. 
they're like homies and they'll all go and kidnap one of the other friends and they'll drop them randomly in some place in the world and they have to like get to civilization. Don't they like sneak them a couple like gifts or treats? They'll like they'll, a flint or something. No, they'll like search him to take anything oh, off yeah. of them. Like they'll have stuff sewn into their clothes and stuff like that so that they'll have something to survive with. So DJ pulled up a picture of Bouvet Island and it is bleak. Literally nothing there. Like you'll probably have like an animal like seals or something show up, but like randomly. Okay. I have a, I don't know if this is fact. <laughs> um, apparently scientists went down to Antarctica and they observed penguins and the penguin activity was so disturbing that they wrote their report in a cryptid, like in a, uh, in a code somehow. So that like the only, like they wrote it in like, I don't know. I can't remember like a different language or something. So that the only way you would be able to read it is if you like tried, because apparently these penguins was so disturbing what they were doing. Like a lot of R word and a lot of dead R word, like specifically necro. And they were just like, uh, these penguins are without God. <laughs> so I don't know if that's real, but I saw something on that and it, I, it was disturbing. So naturally I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> Wait, the, the penguins were basically necrophilia. Don't say out. it. You can't say that. You can't say that on Twitch. No. no. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you idiot. You screwed us. All of China knows we're here. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. So I mean, I can imagine that is. <laughs> yeah, penguins but, are freaks like that. Huh? If I ran into a penguin like that, that was into that stuff. Y'all remember? <laughs> y'all remember this game? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, a game. This, one, this, dude? this is on stupid math games, bro. Oh. The one where you try to hit the penguin as far as you can. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's abusive. Animal cruelty, dude. Yeah. Pete is on your ass. <laughs> Damn. This is how you got good at math, beating animals. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just like I am Vic a over here. Yeah. <laughs> I see how it is. Uh, Geoma, try me. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, I have a contender for hardest place. Go for it. Snake Island, bro. Somebody okay. said yeah. Snake Island in Brazil. They just said Snake Island. Okay. I think that you're probably right. Snake that it Island. Would be harder to survive. Can you tell us what Snake Island is? It's an island that basically <laughs> Thank it you. Has with snakes. snakes on. Oh my gosh. But there's bad. like a snake for every like three feet on this island. Yeah. It's like the most heavily populated dense snake <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like there's a snake for every square foot. And it's also oh. like a venomous snake. Yeah. So it's, it's not, not chill like snakes. some garter snake or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it would be harder to survive there. I think that Bouvet Island takes the cake for like getting to civilization. Yeah. Cause technically you could make the argument. You could just get off pretty easily. Yeah. Or you could kill snakes for food source, but on Bouvet, it's like you're eating dirt or snow. <laughs> yeah. Someone said, uh, Antarctica or Albuquerque. No, dude, Antarctica. You just go to the base down there. It goes to the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah. You just hit up the Germans down there and the Giants. Dude, you just swim over to Rothschild Island. 
or Deception Island or, or Deception Island or Delta Island. All of them right off the coast of Antarctica. Bro, what is up with Antarctica and why is it so shady? Okay, here's the thing. Maybe we do actually live on a globe, but we only see like half maybe. of the globe. Notice the maybe. <laughs> dude, I okay, I've been dude, okay. TikTok is poison <laughs> for your brain. TikTok is 1000% poison that you're taking into your body and brain. Cuz uh 1000% poison. Yeah. Cuz ever since Cause I've been on the talk, times a ticking on my sanity. Cuz I am starting to believe stupider and stupider stuff. Like they're like Here's a map from 1802 that's showing the actual amount of continents. And apparently there's twice as many continents that we were taught as kids. And like all this, there's like so many restricted places you can't go. And here's the maps for that pr- dude. <laughs> and I'm sitting there being like, yeah, this is, that could this be makes a thing. Sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I've never been down there. I don't know. Do you remember uh, the, the channel Vsauce? <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. Vsauce here. Is it the guy with glasses? Yeah. Bald dude? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is red really red or is it blue? <laughs> I hate it. That's what I feel like. Damn. Cool. I have one last thing on our notes if you want to look up. You guys are really familiar with this because you lived in the Philippines. Sure. Yeah. So click on the link on uh, Notion and read me the title. Philippines raises age of sexual consent from 12 to 16. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, that's crazy here's the issue with that title <laughs> both those numbers are wild <laughs> and they're acting like it's a victory yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're like guys 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 it's 16 now. it's 16 now <laughs> it was 12 but now it's chill oh frick dude yeah is that gonna topple or crumble the dom industry of uh the philippines mm, first of all I don't think that it will because no one's policing the doms. Also, dom stands for dirty old men, which is a very common phrase. Everyone in the Philippines knows because dirty old men go to the Philippines and Thailand to hook up with children. (laughs) Dude, straight up children. Or bring back like an 18-year-old wife to the States. Or a 12-year-old wife. You guys both witnessed it firsthand, right? Firsthand. Dude, I seen this one dude one time was on air in a wheelchair. What do you mean he on was, air? Like he had oh, one of those air things. Like, like yeah, like, like DJ in the hospital. <laughs> kind like of me two weeks ago. <laughs> like him two weeks ago. And there were three of the hottest girls just around him doing of, everything. Of age or of what? age. Okay. And he's just he looks like he's dead to me. Ugh. But they're just like on his arm, dude, pushing him around in this mall. And I was like, the that's f- is going on. That's very sad. But isn't that wild? Yeah. Philippines, you, you should kind of be ashamed of yourself. Uh, I think a lot of Filipinos love their current president, President Duterte. I've heard that. Oh, Duterte? Yeah. Oh, do they? Um, He, and everyone's saying we're about to get banned. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because this guy. Duterte was uh, elected a few years ago. And ever since then, he's been on. Uh, might I say a, a murderous rampage? Oh gosh! <laughs> and they're like, "This guy's good," yeah. <laughs> but they love him. They love him because he's been cracking down on uh, corruption and uh, drugs, like the drug trade in the Philippines. And he was like, "If you like the country, all of you have to get clean in a month, 
if there's anything going down and we catch wind of it, we f-ing kill you. Yeah, we're murdering <laughs> all of you. And he's fulfilled that to a T. Yeah, no, he's not like putting them on trial. He's killing them. Yeah. No, so, no, nothing. Like, no so trial. Jordan should not go back right now. <laughs> he's like dead, <laughs> big dead. But they love him. Yeah. Are you saying he might be the cause of this like age bump? Maybe. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. I just saw that and I laughed and I thought of you guys. So, so there's thanks, thanks for thinking of us. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, guys, this is a podcast where we tell some scary stories. Do you want to get into said stories? Let's go. Cool. Let's do it. Well, real quick. Anything uh, from chat? Can you? Yeah. Let's do chat recap. Uh, there's it, states that are 16 apparently. With parents' consent? Actually, yeah. I think like New York is 16. What? Honestly, I what? do. I feel like I feel like that we, is a thing. Can we do some Googling, DJ? <laughs> Young DJ. This is crazy. I thought it was 18 everywhere. How was it? Dude, Kentucky, bro. Isn't Idaho like 12 or something? Shit, I don't know, oh, dude. Shit. That's so crazy. Okay. 18. Uh, I say I seen 18 right there. <laughs> All I see is 18. <laughs> We're on whatever the hell this site is. Yikes. <laughs> Oh, oh, they got oh, the whole shit, damn map. Dude, yeah. I don't know my geology or whatever. 16 down <laughs> in the south, dog. 16 up in Alaska. Alaska. Hawaii, too. Hawaii, 16. Shit. Perverse, <laughs> dog. Except Polynesian 16 is like white 24. <laughs> Take that to the bank. 16, 17, I 18. think 16 is the youngest it goes. Hmm. Okay. Update your life's <laughs> states, like half of the states. Oh, you do. It was more than half. If you live in one of those states at 16, you're not doing enough. Do more. Yeah, do more. Get that changed <laughs> now. Guys, every episode we tell scary stories. To determine the order of those stories, we roll a 20-sided die because once upon a time we used to play a lot of D&D. Whoever rolls the highest goes first and so on and so on. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever had a relationship that you're proud of? proud of because you put in the work and the other person put in the work as well uh didn't have to be perfect but uh effort was made honest effort i think it's definitely more rare to have those types of relationships Uh, the good thing is with with therapy at least in my experience uh that's something i've been able to find Uh, somebody who invests in me uh, especially when i invest in myself And we'd love, love, love for you to experience something similar. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Uh, Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Uh, Go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com slash 3 a.m. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the roll. I got a three. Charlie got a three. Sean got a 19. And I got 18, a... 18. 
and DJ got a 16. So the order is Sean, DJ, Charlie. Let's go. All right, guys. So my story comes at you from Mexico. Mexico. So we're going down to a small town in Mexico in the year 1963. Damn. A 13-year-old boy named Sebastian Guerrero, probably pronouncing that wrong, (laughs) decided to go exploring outside this little town that he lives in. This town is right next to a mountain range called the Sierra Madre Mountain Range. And local legend has it that there's buried treasure in these mountains. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, of caves in these mountains as well. So Sebastian, he heads out to go explore one day. And he goes out just by himself. He ain't trying to like wait around for nobody. He's just going to find some famous treasure out there. He goes deep into the mountains. And exploring cave after cave finds nothing. Eventually, as it is starting to kind of get a little bit darker, he notices a cave off in the distance that looks like it has light coming out of it. So Sebastian... He's like, I have to go check it out. If we're being honest, I would, I would have to too. I would have to as well. <laughs> so he heads up towards this cave with light coming out of it. And as he gets closer, he can tell that there's somebody in the cave. As he gets closer, he starts to make out sounds coming from the cave. And eventually, he can tell it's the sound of someone screaming. Sebastian creeps closer to the opening of the cave. Aye. Aye, aye, aye. Arriba, arriba. Ayúdame. Viva Mexico. Go. Sorry. He knows that's the kind of place he's trying to go because of the script. No. He gets closer and notices it sounds like more than one person screaming. And a group of people chanting. Yikes. (laughs) So he creeps closer and closer and finally gets to the mouth of this cave, which is probably about 10 feet wide. And he gets the courage to peek in. And what he sees freezes him with fear. After a few moments, his survival instincts kick in and he starts running as fast as he can away from this cave. And he keeps looking back just to make sure nothing is following him. He doesn't run home, though. He runs an extra 10 miles to a police station, the closest one to his town. He gets to the police station. The police can see that he's super distressed. They calm him down and try to get him to explain what's wrong. Can you say it in Spanish? No. Okay. (laughs) Once he calms down, he tries to then explain to the police officers what he saw in the cave. And the only thing that he can think of to explain it is vampires. As he's trying to explain El vampiro. <laughs> vampires in this cave to the police officers, all of the police officers are like, 
no, this is hysteria. You're crazy. How about we give you a ride home? So they get him in the car, drive him back to his house in his town. And basically out of exhaustion, Sebastian falls asleep that night. The second he wakes up, though, he runs back to the police station. (laughs) One of us. (laughs) And tries to explain once again to these police officers the vampires he saw in this cave. Now, one of the vampire or one of the police officers, whose name is Luis, believes him. And he's like, okay, well, I'll go with you to this cave. We'll at least check it out. And so he gets Sebastian. They go to the car and they take off towards the mountains. Hours later, no one has heard from Luis. He has not checked in on his radio. And it's starting to get late. So they're starting to get worried. The other police officers who weren't really paying attention to what the story was, but knew that Luis had gone with a kid. So they then decide to head to the town that Sebastian is from to see if they can find his family. Maybe Sebastian had made it home already. They head over to this town, find his family, and turns out Sebastian also has not made it home yet. Understaffed at this point, the police officers decide to contact the army, the Mexican army, to bring some additional help into this town. (laughs) Nine uno uno. (laughs) Hello? No, nine, doggy dude. (laughs) (laughs) Nueve uno uno. Is this the Mexican army? Yeah. Could you please come? Por favor, ayúdame. So the army shows up and they had a, head out to this cave. And what they find also shocks them. Now to understand what was in the cave, we have to go back to 1962. Oh, there's substance to this. Not like this wasn't <laughs> substantive, but like there's you're using history. This is historical. Hey, Actually happened. Her story, bro. Yeah. It's March. <laughs> okay. In 1962, there were two brothers basically traveling around Mexico, and their gig was basically... Dos hermanos. Stealing, swindling, and conning people uh, to survive. Muchos males cosas. <laughs> The brothers' names were Santos la nombre and la... Cayetano Hernandez. Hmm. That. They decide, after all of this struggling, they're going to pull off their biggest con yet. They are going to con an entire town. So they look for a tiny town or village of poor people that are mostly illiterate. They're going to come in. And they're going to convince these people that they are prophets of an exiled ancient Incan god. Oh, damn. So, they settle on this tiny little town of... This is El Dorado. (laughs) La Yerba Buena. Yerba. La Yerba Buena is the town. And it's less of a town. It's even less of a village. It's more of like a homestead of like 20 different families. And all of them are very poor. Most of them can't read, but these two brothers come into the town and convince these people that they are prophets of an ancient Incan god. And if they would listen to them, they would make them rich. So they come into the town. These people believe them. 
they start asking for their money. Once the townspeople, the villagers run out of money, it turns into service. They become the personal slaves of these two brothers and they would ask for anything, even as much as the uh, daughters of the families. So these two dudes are pretty messed up. However, at one point, the villagers begin to complain and they're starting to begin to realize that they might be getting conned. They're like, we don't know if we fully believe you guys. Bro, this is is Captain Cook in Hawaii, bro. (laughs) I think this story has been perpetuated on millions of people around the world. (laughs) In every colored country. Everywhere, dude. So the Hernandez brothers, once they realize this, they decide to tell the villagers, we're going to go to the mountains to pray. And we're going to get further light from this Incan god. They don't go into the mountains. They head to the closest big city. And they find a woman whose name is Magdalena Solis. And you can pull up her picture right here. Oh. Now, she was turned prostitute, or what would you call that now, to be... Un, un prostituto. At age 12. Okay. And grew up basically Philip. trying to make a life for herself, and at this point was... I think the correct term is sex worker. Sex worker. Okay. Yeah. Or toot, for at, short. Toot? Prostitute. Okay. okay. And she had become a uh, fortune teller at this point in time when the brothers found her. The brothers decide to tell her what they're doing. They say, hey, we have this great gig going on right now. We've convinced this entire town that we are prophets of this Incan god. How about we bring you back to the town with us and you pretend to be an Incan goddess? We'll fake everything and they'll believe that you're an Incan goddess and everyone will get back on track. Magdalena agrees. Her and her brother decide to go with the Hernandez brothers back to the town of La Yerba Buena. Once they get back to the town, the brothers sneak her past all of the villagers up to this cave above the uh, town. And then they come back into the town. They say, hey, villagers, we have come to the realization that if we can perform the ceremony we'll actually be able to get the reincarnated Incan goddess to come back to us and guide us. So they get all the villagers together and they go up to this cave. Bro, what year is this? 62. Dude, there's like newspapers and shit then. (laughs) (laughs) This is a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. So they get all the villagers, go up to this cave and... Once they get there, they perform some simple magic tricks to basically light up, or not light up, but like fill the back of the cave with like smoke. And then Magdalena comes out of the smoke wearing traditional like Incan garb and convinces all of the villagers that she is this Incan goddess reincarnated. And every single one of them is now back on track 100% to the brother's plan. (laughs) Now, this worked out perfectly for the Hernandez brothers, except one thing. Uh Uh-oh. Magdalena. Once she realized... She's going to flip the script. 
that the double cross she was in charge now of all of these people the most important person in this community she started to believe her own lie that she was this reincarnated incan goddess and she was even worse than the hernandez brothers she would demand things of the villagers they would have to serve her and she believes in blood sacrifice these animals that she's now going to drink the blood of when they sacrifice these animals dude, maybe she low-key was like possessed by an <laughs> <Indian> god <laughs> maybe dude in addition to that she's drugging the villagers with peyote to get make them more compliant and a lot of other stuff's going on a lot of other shit's going on like they have like uh sex rituals up in these caves and all this kind of stuff Eventually, there's two villagers that decide they're GTFOing. It's too crazy. This is too wild. However, word gets back to the Hernandez brothers that two villagers are going to leave. So it's me and DJ. We're the villagers. We're going to leave. You're going to leave. Hernandez brothers find out. They tell Magdalena. Snitches. And Magdalena calls for a... I almost said team meeting, dude, but like (laughs) just a town meeting. Guys, huddle up. (laughs) We need to get together up at this cave. So they all go up to the cave. And once they get there, she points out the two villagers and she says, kill them. And instantly, all the other villagers jump on these two and start beating them to death. And as they're being beaten to death, Magdalena tells them to stop. And then... She tells them to go put these two villagers on two pikes that she had put up in the back of the cave. And as this happens, she takes a chalice that she then goes and presses up against the wounds of the men or women, I don't know, two villagers, fills the chalice with blood and starts to drink that. In the process of all of this, Magdalena realizes that for a reincarnated Incan goddess, she cannot survive on animal blood alone. She must now partake of human blood. Human flesh? Not human flesh. As far as I know. Sangria. The story is only human blood. And in the coming months, as many as 15 people were ritualistically sacrificed to Magdalena Solis, the goddess of blood. Isn't it kind of crazy her name's Solis? (laughs) Kind of, dude. Anyway, sorry. Unless I'm pronouncing that hella wrong, dude. This is what Sebastian had seen months later in 1963 going on in the cave. And it was the only thing that he could think of to describe what was going on, which was vampires. Now, when Luis and Sebastian didn't return to the police, the police and the army head into this town of La Yerba Buena. La Yerba no buena, dude. No buena. (laughs) And the town is abandoned. They realize that all the villagers have holed up in the cave. So the army heads up to the cave and they engage in a shootout with the villagers, killing most of the villagers, including the Hernandez brothers. They take what's left of the villagers captive and head back into town where they find the bodies of Sebastian and Luis behind one of the buildings. And then inside another one of the buildings, they find Magdalena and her brother high out of their minds. And they put them all under arrest. Magdalena and her brother were 
tried and sentenced to 50 years in prison. That seems light. Yeah. Magdalena did die in prison. We don't, we, I don't know a date for that. I just know that she died in prison, allegedly. And all of the villagers that were remained were sentenced to 30 years in prison each. But none of them ever ratted out the Incan blood goddess. They never said anything about her telling them what to do. So they were more afraid of this blood goddess than even 30 years in prison. Damn. And that's the story. That's the story of Magdalena Solis, the Incan blood goddess. Yo, chat is saying that she decided to commit to the role, give her the golden globe. <laughs> Magdalena went out main character, for real. Oh, for sure, dude. That's wild. Uh, so, uh, Two people in chat, Lil Chaloops and Cholo Cody, both said uh, Vampiros and El Dracula. So we got the Culture Club co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Somebody else asked Edward Cullen. And to that, I say Eduardo, Eduardo Colon. <laughs> Just Batman. <laughs> Eduardo Colon. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. I cannot believe I've never heard of that. Bro, when I was like looking at the story, I was like, there's no way they haven't heard of this. I've never heard of that. That so, is wild. Bro, it was it was wild reading about. Like this whole situation is so nuts. It almost sounds, you know, like the real origin story of like Cinderella and it's like really dark Germanic uh, uh, fairy tale. Yeah. That's why they're doing all like the, the villain origin stories for Disney. <laughs> this sounds like that, but for Eldorado, like this oh. is what actually happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like Magdalena was like, you know, like I, I just watched a Quentin Tarantino Django and chained again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so did I. it's like a, it's like a black slaver. You know, it's like the lowest of the low. She like turned on her own people. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Dude. Either way, like she definitely committed or she like fully believed there was like drugs involved into this whole process. So like she was also taking peyote and like in that process may have also just lost it. And, like I am the sinking goddess. Yeah. Advocate or like a devil's advocate. Maybe she was possessed. It's, I mean, that is the devil's advocate. Because they say, we've talked about this before, but like drugs, alcohol, not on some square shit, like don't drink or smoke. But a lot of people believe you become more susceptible. Yeah, it opens you up. So you have a doorway to the other parallel and that doorway gets very weak and starts to open up when you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And yeah, maybe she was possessed. Like maybe peyote was just like, all right. This all happened over the course of about six months too. Whoa, so that is very quick to go December from. 1962 is when the Hernandez brothers came into this village. May 1963 is when Sebastian and Luis went up to the cave and got killed. In 1969, we planted the American flag on the moon. Stanley Damn. Kubrick. I'm just kidding. I did also share one of the other pictures I had on there is the cave. Like, that's the mouth of the cave for uh, anyone who wants to see. That is what it looks like. The actual now. cave. Yeah. Yo, that's terrifying. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, like Sebastian, I still would have gone to check it out when I saw light coming out of a cave. For sure. But that's I would have been low-key afraid to go to the police because I would have been like, what if they're in on it? That's true. As a 13-year-old boy. Oh, okay. I can see why he did that. At this point, for sure, dude, this is some hot fuzz shit, dude. Everybody's in on it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you never know. 
Dude, that's a crazy story. It was fun to like read it and like tell it though. That was a good story. Hell yeah. And that's it for me tonight. My story is very short. Uh, okay, this one actually comes from our Discord. And this was Ghost of Pac-Man. I don't know if they're here in chat. But <clears throat> so last week I, I talked about a like the Romanian witchcraft. Yeah. So he chats in and he's like, today's episode actually reminded me of my witch story. So he lived in Provo. <laughs> we got Go figure, in Provo, witches in Provo. Uh, he's like, I lived in Provo. It was behind, you know, the neighborhood Walmart. Oh, yeah. Lots yes. of apartment complexes. Uh, lots of families living there. That's like Carriage Cove, dude. Yep. Uh, there's some, it's like half college students, half uh, like ethnic families. <laughs> and uh, during this time, he's saying, uh, well, he says our neighborhood specific, like immediate part was a, a bunch of duplexes uh, that were nice in the 80s, but pretty dumpy by the time uh, 2015 came. And uh, most of us in those duplexes were singles, except next door to us lived an older lady. And she identified as a witch. Uh, but she seemed chill because she always wanted to hang out with us. Uh, that's kind of a red flag. A little bit. She always wanted to hang out, <laughs> hang out with the younger kids. Hello, children. Hansel and Gretel, my yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, she's just like spreading breadcrumbs on the street. Let me feel the width <laughs> of your finger. <laughs> uh, but she had a son. And they knew uh, his son or her son from church. Uh, so there was like a solid connection there. But one night they notice, they look outside, lights are flashing blue and red, sun's getting arrested. Not sure what's happening, but that's kind of the start of uh, some crazy things that start to emerge. So shortly after that, after sun gets arrested, in the middle of the cul-de-sac, uh, someone burned a six-pointed star in a circle and they're digging through who it is, and lo and behold, it's the girl next door. Uh, the witch next door? The witch. <laughs> and uh, she was doing it to try to help, uh, apparently, she was doing it to try to uh, help get her son out of jail. So they tried to clean, like, the charcoal off the, ro off the road in the middle of the cul-de-sac, and she got mad. Uh, she also got mad if anyone drove over it, even though it was in the middle of the road. So, like, yeah, lady, we let you burn this. Yeah. But you're being kind of unreasonable, not letting us drive. <laughs> Listen, know? witch. You know, we let you have this cul-de-sac religion. Yeah. Know? But, uh, okay. let, let us get to where we need to be. So uh, this went on for a while, going back and forth. Uh, in the fall, she starts covering the outline in leaves. And she started getting mad when people were messing up the leaves. Uh, he says, and I, I haven't, uh, be, begun to like dig further, but homeboy says that, My oh, homeboy said that, uh, she, she cursed the leaves and bad luck for anyone who drove over them. <laughs> uh, apparently the magic wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your the wind leaves. was not cursed. <laughs> yeah. Um, son wasn't getting out of jail. Uh, but 
uh, she didn't stop there. She started uh, taking nails out of the house, like hammer and nails, like taking nails out of the boards, baseboards, and uh, just everywhere in her house and putting them like in the leaves. I think like sticking up. That's dirty. <laughs> um, that was enough for them. They called the cops. Oh, she stopped. Okay. She still hates them. <laughs> but dude, the neighborhood watch meetings and like HOA meetings that month would have been wild. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're fighting a witch. HOA. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have a legitimate witch. We're fighting. How are we going to handle this? We live in a Halloween town. Yeah. <laughs> Calabar's revenge next door. Holy shit. Um, if you go on Google Maps, oh, is it still there? You can find it. <gasps> oh, damn. Throw that pick up, baby. Oh. That's the star that was burned into the street behind the neighborhood Walmart <laughs> in Provo, Utah. Bro, I always knew that there was something wrong with that neighborhood Walmart. Man, that's looking hella Jewy, bro. It's, it's oh, uh, not even as a joke. That actually, if I can't say that word I said earlier, I probably can't say this word. But it's known as a this Do a rhyme. neighborhood is what does it rhyme with? Uh, Gape Alley <laughs> oh, oh, oh. is is what it's called because uh, I think the Provo Groper was running around there. I oh, totally forgot yeah, about the Provo Groper. Right? Do you remember that? Okay, wait. This neighborhood the Branbury? with with Branbury and this. yeah, there's a famous like path, and it's known as rhymes with Grape Alley, which is not chill. Yeah, that definitely earlier is no I scolded the Philippines. Uh, I need to scold. Provo for a second. You should not have shit like that exist. That shouldn't be a thing. What? Grape Alley. Oh, yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Even when the Provo Groper was running around, I felt like they weren't doing anything about it because they had like a Twitter account dedicated to that and they're like, "Uh, Provo Groper's out tonight. Watch out. It's like, how about you get him? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently there was a guy guy running around like BYU campus. Just flashing people and... I thought he was grabbing butts. He was doing all... He's grabbing cheeks. Yeah. Also, right before the Provo Groper came out as a thing, we were running around like (laughs) that night in BYU. Jordan, me... I think like Alex and y'all were wearing like costumes too. We were wearing wearing black. black. Were you there with us? No, there wasn't. Oh my gosh. There were, there was a few times where we were running around with costumes. I can't even remember. Somebody was wearing a gorilla costume. I wore speedos a lot. Ran around. Anyway. Yeah. It was was around the time of Provo Groper. I was like, we should stop going outside (laughs) at night. (laughs) We're incriminating ourselves. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So it's right around there. But is it crazy? Is there? Is she still there? Does she exist? I don't know. The witch of that Provo? was 2015. So is her son out of jail? So her magic shit, dude. Yeah, we can't trust her with anything now. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know. I gotta follow up. But okay, if you guys know anything about this, if you're from Utah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We well, need to somebody know. knows about it. It's Ghost of Pac-Man. If who, anyone out there knows who, anything? Anybody who posted that story? So I gotta hit them up. Hit them up. Whatever. Uh. I'll try. Crazy. That's wild. I, I love that it's on Google Maps. Oh, yeah. What the hell? There's a video that just came out that came up on my recommended on YouTube. It was like the iceberg of Google Maps. <laughs> I've seen a lot <laughs> of those. All the crazy stuff that happens on Google Maps. There's a lot of stuff in Murders to like weird crop circles to like not all of it is uh, paranormal or anything. Like some of it's humorous. Like the cat. Oh, yeah. It's like right up on its face. 
Or the bunny that's like 20 feet in the air. Like one frame it's in front of the car and the next frame it's like oh, yeah. 30 yeah. feet in the air. <laughs> or the huge sock bunny that's like a football field oh, yeah. long in England. That like rotted they, oh, like an art yeah. structure. Anyway. <laughs> Sweet. But that's a Ghost of Pac-Man's story on Discord that he shared. Thanks for sending that in. DJ, is that you tonight? Yes, sir. Dope. All right. My story. My story comes to us from a listener who has turned in a couple stories. Dope. Shout out Sierra. Oh, dope. Let's go. Sierra's last story was when she was listening to a lot of 3 a.m., she was delivering flowers. Do you remember this? Yes. yes. It was snowing. Mm-hmm. And she, the footsteps. The footsteps. Yes. Yeah. Go I find that story. That. So she has like three, four more stories. This is the second one she sent in. So she said, this is back in like, let me check, 2013. She's like, oh, this is like super outing her age. Sorry. Uh, she's like 18 around the time. She has a pretty big group of friends. And I can super relate to this, but their group of friends, they loved playing hide and go seek in the cemetery. Ooh, what the? They loved Let's ghost go. hunting. Like anything they heard was spooky, they're going to it. They're going to have a fun time. Nice. They run around, be wild. They would drive out to Tooele and Dugway in the middle of the night just to like go try to find aliens and ghosts and stuff. And then they would wrap up mostly summer nights uh, at D's Diner. Okay. Which is a local diner in Utah. So around 2 or 3 a.m., they'd go get dinner there. It's like just lawless when you have when you don't need to sleep. Remember yeah. those times? <laughs> so this is around that, t- that time. They hear that there is an abandoned building up in Brigham City, Utah. That is not only abandoned, but super duper haunted. So her and her friends say... Let's go tonight. They rally up. They get three cars. They all jump in and they start driving. It's about an hour's drive away from where they are. As they're cruising, the tunes are playing. Windows are open. They're laughing. They're singing. Sun setting. When they pull into Brigham City, they start going up into the foothills, I think. And the roads get less and less populated, get smaller and smaller, less paved, till eventually... The sun is set, it's pitch black, and they are on a tight one-way dirt road. Three cars, single file, going up this road. And it's one of those roads, it's like, you would have to do like a 20-point turn to turn around. So, <laughs> the further they go in, the further... They're screwed. They're screwed. So, they go all the way to the end of the road, and they kind of just like pull over to the right side of it even though that's only leaving like two three feet to the left and they all park single file line turn off the cars the headlights go out the radio goes off and now it's quiet huge mood shift all the doors open up and they step out and she said by this time the sun was down it was pretty cold just the sounds of night maybe some crickets in the distance And all they can see is dirt, like mounds of dirt and stuff. They're like, okay, I think it's supposed to be up here. So they get out, they get together, and they start walking. And eventually, looming out of the darkness is the silhouette of a huge building. And this building, abandoned, clear, like uh, vandalism. There's graffiti everywhere. The windows are broken out. Like uh, parts of the building are broken away. And Sierra says, the second I see the building, I know I am not going in there. (laughs) 
And all her friends silently look up at this huge, terrifying building. And she goes, luckily, half of my friends decided the same thing. Oh, yeah, for real. You're not trying to stay out there by yourself. So the Brady cats, scaredy cats, dude, they get together, they huddle, and they wait. And the brave ones, they walk up to the door, which is just a black hole, and they quietly and slowly step into the building. But for real, I'm doing that. Going in the building. So Sierra and her homies now, way more aware of how cold it is, huddle together closer for warmth, and they just stare up at this building, and they can hear the distant footsteps as their friends go deeper and deeper into this building. And every once in a while, they can hear, I think that's like, that's Ashley. She's laughing. Okay, they're cool. And then they can hear them going upstairs. And then silence. And all at once, their friends come strolling out of the building. And they get to them. Nothing happened. Guys, anything happen? No. I mean, it's, it's creepy in there. But no, we didn't see anything. They need passwords. Big, big sauce. Yeah. When they see one of their friends twitch. Oh, I'm hell no, I'm dude. Hell no. <laughs> no. They're like, dude, nothing happened. Let's go. Let's go to D's. Let's hit up D's. You okay, hungry? Yeah, let's do you it. You guys hungry? Let's go. Get some pie or some shit, dude. Fine. All right, let's get out of here. It's cold anyway. So they all start walking back to their cars. Now, Sierra and her friend, Hami, they're like in the very first car that pulled in. So they get to their car first. They jump in and they're just sitting there in the dark as their friends like slowly walk past, yelling things at each other. Hey, are you have Ashley? Yeah, she's in my car. Okay, cool. So they're just like sitting there in the dark, waiting for their friends to get to the car when Hami turns the keys of the ignition and the car <laughs> turns on. As the car turns on, so do the headlights. And they shoot two beams directly back up into the building. And now standing in the doorway of the building is the silhouette of a large man. F*** that, dude. Hami and Sierra see it. And they said instantly they paralyzed with fear. And they're staring because this man's not just standing in the doorway. He is walking towards them. And she says after a moment, she's like, reality, gone. Like, she's locked in. She doesn't even comprehend anything else. She just sees this large, scary man walking towards her. And she said, it took me a second to realize he had a crowbar in his hand. Oh, shit. So instantly, thoughts. He's coming to hurt us. He's coming to warn us. He's coming to kill us. He's a ghost. I don't care. We don't want to find out. And he's closing distance. So she turns to Hami, starts hitting him. Dude, back up. Go, go, go. And he's like, what? There's two cars behind him. And half his friends aren't even in their car. Man's coming closer. Dude, this is the Jason walk. He's bro. probably like 20 feet away, slowly walking towards him. Homie. Uh, 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 uh. On the horn. Rolled down the window. Probably an automatic, not like a. Rolls down the window and starts screaming. Get in your car. Go, go. Sarah turns around in her seat and she's signaling as frantically as she can. She could see the driver of the car right behind her, like staring at her confused because they're like, what the hell's going on? No one knows what's going on. Meanwhile, this man's about 10 feet away from the <laughs> Finally, and almost at once, all the friends realize something's wrong. All three cars turn on and screech and reverse out of there. Sierra turns around to see the man basically at the hood of the car 
as Hami hits the gas and they take off. So Sierra says, we drove away. We got out of there as fast as we could. And, you know, after 10, 15 minutes, someone nervously laughs and then the ice is broken. Holy shit. What was that? That was like you saw that, right? Yeah, that was crazy. You know, their whole body was filled with adrenaline. Now it's they're coming back to normal. Yeah. So they drive away and they talked about what happened. And for a moment, they had no idea where the hell that man came from. So they're like, dude, who was he? What was he doing? Was he there the whole time? So many questions. And then she says, the end. Oh, my gosh. Are you freaking kidding me? Psych. Damn it. I have a part two. Oh. She says that I will be sharing with my patrons. (laughs) (laughs) LMAO, JK, I'll share it here in just a bit. So she said, there's a part two. They get down the road. Adrenaline's gone. And they decide to do something that is arguably the dumbest thing in the world. Go back. Guys, we have to go back. Let's We have to go back. (laughs) Dude, no way. We're going back. (laughs) Invite him to D's. Frick. Maybe he just needs a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go back and troll the shit out of that dude. (laughs) So they're like, all right, F it. Let's go back. So they stop the cars. They probably call on their uh, Samsung flip phones. They're homies. (laughs) They're like, yo, we're going back. And their friends get say, uh, you crazy son of a bitch, I'm in. And they, <laughs> they all turn around and they go back. They must have had a really good argument then. <laughs> like, we need to. We need to. You're right. You're right. Let's yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be 100% honest with you. She sent this part two way after I had read part one. So the first time I read this part two, was like 15 minutes ago, and my mind is reeling. I might just read her words. What, dude? They go back. I don't know what they do, but they they make sure he's not there. They all turn their high beams on. No one's getting out of the car until they feel like the coast is clear. They probably send Hami or a couple of the dudes or just the brave ones to go check it out, but no one's there. They finally go back to where their car was, like the front car, and... Where the man was originally, they see something on the ground. They're like, what is that? I don't know. It's too far. It's too small. We got to go check it out. All right, let's go. And they walk up to it. And sitting on the ground is a camera. What? I think it's a digital camera. Because after a minute, they go, hey, they check with everyone. Did anyone drop a camera when we were here before? No, I didn't. No. All 10 of the friends. No, wasn't me. Dude, see if it works. They pick it up and turn it on. Dude, this is and the tiny in the woods, bro. LED screen on the back of the camera lights up. And the person looking at it stares. Flicks through a couple pictures until he gets to one and he recoils in horror and points the camera away from him. Holy shit, what the hell was that? What? What is it? They all run up. What is it? What is it? What is it? Sierra said she looked at the camera and she looked at the photos. She said the first like six photos, super mundane. I can't even remember what they were. Just like obligatory tree. You know what I mean? Just like stuff. (laughs) Trigger warning. Oh. 
We're flipping through the pictures. We flip through maybe about 10 pics. I can't for the life of me remember any of the pictures except for one. And it is still very vivid in my mind. Trigger warning. It was a photo of a naked pregnant woman staring and standing blankly staring into the camera with her long brown hair down to her knees. What the f***? We all got so freaked out about how the camera got there and where the hell that old man came from that we instantly dropped the camera and all sprinted to our cars and drove away. Like, I agree with what they did, but also, what about the camera? Yeah, why'd you drop the camera? <sighs> I know, Sierra. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty understandable. Like, it's not. I don't know, dude. If we saw that, like, would we be like, bro, bag that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would. I, I, I would be like, I'm not handling it, you guys. If have. we're in the woods and, and we just got woods. chased by somebody with a crowbar, dude, and we had a, a camera on the ground, he wasn't anywhere. That's to be seen. Fingerprints. But that's like means for him to like chase you. I'm How's always like, you? that thing's like cursed or they're going to find you. I mean, I that know. is a possibility we you. have to face that it could be cursed. We're far from home. We're living in, this sounds like the 2000s. 2013. Oh, 2013. In the age of digital cool pics cameras, you know? Dude, the uh, Apple uh, Apple photo booth. <laughs> it's just an iPad. <laughs> a big ass flap. <laughs> uh, okay. That's not all. Oh, my gosh. So she says... I'll never forget that night. I talk about it to this day. Like it's a story she regularly tells people to like freak them out. Um, but Sierra decided to research that building because that building has an infamous history up in Brigham City that goes back to 1942. And I will be going over that history for our patrons. That is the bonus story for this week is the story of this haunted building and it might uncover the actual origins of where this man came from. Oh, frick. And so if you want to hear the rest of this story and all of our other bonus stories alike, our entire back catalog and every new bonus story is at patreon.com slash the 3am pod. If you can become a patron for $2 a month, help support the pod, support this. And uh, yeah, all right, let's interact with chat for a little bit, maybe like two minutes, and then we're going to go. We're going to close. Okay. So does anyone anyone say anything during my story? Any questions for us? It's just their poly friend. <laughs> it's a summoning tool, dick pic. <laughs> uh, somebody wants to meet at the Provo Cemetery tonight at 3 a.m. Bring your own goat. Ew. <laughs> Hell, I'm not doing that. But really, are yep. you doing that? Cholo- might- or Sorry, are we doing that? Well, <laughs> uh, Chola Cody, what is Shrek retold? What? Shrek retold? Yeah, uh, that's the second time they've brought it up. Like Shrek is love, Shrek is life? I don't know. Somebody said Shrek retold. Explain yourself, Cody. Yeah, we don't know, dude. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to try to stream 
And it's Thursday night, so... It's a movie. Time for Shrek Retold. Huh. We'll check it out <laughs> afterwards. Um, yeah, tomorrow... It's Thursday night, so I might run through my regular Thursday night routine, which is... Uh, Struggle new. your way through world news. <laughs> new, Figure new, out what no. the Kremlin is. New music, so... Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I promise I'm going to send y'all two scary stories from El Salvador. El Salvador, I've got. It's a lot of talk, Amy. Let's, Let's see go. results, Amy. <laughs> East Coast has the best old stuff. They do have some good old stuff. Prove it. Send, send yeah, us send some stories. Yeah, send it in, though. Guys, if you have any stories, if you know... Okay, this is what we need to do. Call to action. Y'all have homework. Chat, there are 22 of you now. Bring us stories. Send them in. Send them in. Topics. It, does, it doesn't have to be personal, first-hand accounts. It could be topics for us to look further into as well. Yeah. yeah. If you have a couple links and you're like, check this out, send it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, send it. If you want to know our top three anything, send it. Any and ideas. also what we're going to do on our next bracket challenge. So Yeah. You can send them into our Discord, our IG, or... Link in bio. That's, those are the best places. Discord and IG. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Okay, bye. Bye. Fuck the whole entire country of Russia on my mama, nigga. Y'all bumming in the cities. Y'all some bitches, nigga. Fuck Russia, pussy ass nigga. Vladimir Putin, you a bitch. You a bitch. Vladimir Putin, you a hoe. You a hoe. Vladimir Putin, you a bitch. Man, you a bitch. Vladimir Putin, you a hoe. You a hoe. Bitch, your face smug as shit. And your wife ugly as shit. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listeners. I'm Paul Brandis introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title. In that book and in this podcast, I go all the way back to 1939 when Lee Harvey Oswald was born into a troubled and dysfunctional family. I'll follow his transient and often violent teenage years and young adulthood, painting a fuller picture of the man who would later become 
Kennedy's killer. I also take a look at events unfolding in that era like Cuba and Vietnam, and I'll unpack the conspiracy theories too, not one of which has ever been conclusively proven. Subscribe to Countdown to Dallas at evergreenpodcasts.com or your favorite listening app, October 31st.